Hello, everyone, and welcome to our newest episode of Podcast Monsters, our weekly Pokemon podcast where we talk about news when there is news and we make up stuff when there isn't news. Uh, my name is Jeff Grizz Ulrich, and as always, I'm joined by the other half of the Podcast Monsters Do Duo of Personalities, Dustin Cunningham. How are you today, Dustin? Excellent, Jeff. As uh, we said, we talked about this earlier, but I was actually able to get some battle styles back. So, oh, so excited I'm for pretty you. Pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, if you're watching live or watching on YouTube, you can see that we are also joined this week by a wonderful person who streams a wide variety of games as well as her digital art creations over on Zeranix on Twitch. Uh, she is also the co founder of Point in Progress podcast, which you can also find on YouTube as well as on Twitch. And you can also find her on Cross Media Podcast over on the Penultimate Conquest YouTube channel. It's Fiona McKinnon. How are you, Fee? I'm doing great. That's a very long list. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy. That's awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I am quite busy. Yeah. Um, other than my day job, yeah, that's what keeps me busy. Um, yeah. So thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited. When you guys talk to me about it, I'm like, heck yeah, I want to talk about Pokemon. Super we're fun. glad to have you. Uh, we, we've had fun with the guests we've had so far. So Dustin and I are like, yeah, if we can get more people in. Let's do yeah. it. We'll keep asking people. Yeah. Um, so uh, we started this with our last guest uh, where we just asked them a little bit about their history with Pokemon. So let, we'll just start with that. Sophie, can you tell us some of your favorite Pokemon memories? Well, other than I was a huge nerd and I was like that little, like that, like weird kid that would play Pokemon Imagination with their friends because I wasn't allowed having a like a Game Boy for a long time. So I would just like, no, I'd watch the anime. I would be like super pumped about it. Um, I had books about Pokemon as well. Um, and I think like one of my best memories was finally getting um, an XP and Sapphire. Like, I really wanted to play Pokemon, and my sister and I were, like, we convinced our parent, like, my mom, and we both got um, our own handhelds, and she got Ruby, and I got Sapphire, because obviously, since there was two of us, we had to figure out which one got which Pokemon game, because the other one couldn't play the other one, didn't play too well, because my sister and I are, like, water and oil kind of <laughs> personalities. <laughs> um, But yeah, I... It was like my first game and I think that like it's just it was so entertaining to me and being able to kind of like see this from the beginning because I know when it first came out was right when I started up school. So it was just I pretty like obviously the majority of my life has just been filled with Pokemon content in some way, shape or form. So it's been really cool to be able to watch it from the beginning and see how it has continued up to what it is now in 2021. Very cool. I'm I'm glad that you started with Ruby and Sapphire because that is Dustin's the, the favorite generation. generation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, so uh, I'll also ask, uh, what is your favorite Pokemon generation? Is is it Ruby and Sapphire? I would say it's my favorite game. When it comes to generation wise, I slightly lean towards the original 150. Just because that was like what I watched in the anime um, portion of it and the show and being able to see that was like the majority of the time when I watched it as a kid and I constantly like was watching the episodes over and over again were the 150 of course. and the rap and the opening song yeah. and yeah, it's still a rap song too. I really wish I could I could remember the whole pokey rap, but I only ever remember one segment. 
like I have one segment perfectly memorized. I swear, like every episode that I ever saw was the same segment. They weren't rotating. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was always it seemed like the same episodes all the time, but honestly, I I didn't care. Like I loved it either way. And yeah. just being able to have that introduction which probably also stems my like addiction to anime but that's a whole other here nor there story um but i really enjoyed the 150 because that resonates with me and the like this nostalgia like there's definitely pokemon throughout the other generations that i'm like that one's amazing but just the 150 had such a great structure and whereas some of them when you look at some of the newer generations you're like did that Pokemon really need to exist? Like, did you really need to create a pile of garbage? and Or ice cream? Or ice cream? Why did you yeah. have to make inanimate objects like Pokemon? Like, I know you're running out of ideas. I appreciate the, the situation they're in, and they do have to come up with some really off-the-wall stuff. But, like, usually, I, whenever I look at these Pokemon, I, I ask myself, is there a possibility that this is someone's favorite Pokemon? And no, there's no chance that the pile of garbage Pokemon is someone's favorite Pokemon. If no. Trebbage <laughs> is someone's favorite Pokemon, DM me. I would love to have a conversation with you and get in your head. Because Trebbage, I'm... He got some points recently because I saw a Pokemon shared uh, uh, some artwork where they, they had all of the cat Pokemon in one image. And apparently Trebbage is a cat. Because <laughs> he was in that image. You should look it up. It was pretty weird. Huh. Okay. <laughs> you can kind of see it. He's got the little, he's got little, you know, ears made out of his, you know, trash bag. I, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Now I'm gonna have to after this after the recording, I will find that image so I can show that okay. to you. Uh, okay. Well, so our our next question: uh, What is your favorite Pokemon film? Well, and you can say Detective Pikachu. It does count. Ooh, I didn't even <laughs> think of Detective Pikachu when I was going through. Like, I was just like, I need to. Uh -oh. Dustin. Dustin, we lost Dustin. He'll be back. He always comes right back. Dustin. Am I going to have to Crashed. rearrange the cameras again? Because now it says that Fiona is Jeff. There it is. It's fixing itself. I'm Jeff. <laughs> right. Discord just decided to crash on me, so that wasn't fun. This oh, happens man. almost once an episode. <laughs> so, yeah, favorite I film. <laughs> I feel like you guys are going to be like, did you actually ever like consume Pokemon content other than the original? I'm going to say... 2000 was probably no that's fine that's that's mine we're too. totally on board totally on okay board okay oh my god i was so concerned i'm like oh god they're gonna think that i'm some crazy person that hasn't like consumed pokemon content since early 2000s and yeah. other other than detective pikachu that's my favorite okay okay you know what Dustin? we're on the same wavelength like yeah. i love detective pikachu but having that experience in like for me i lived in a very small town so it was like a journey i had to specifically go an hour with my friend's family for his birthday party to go up to this movie theater that was an hour away to get that pokemon card and to yep. sit in that theater and just being like wow like one yep. that was my first anime movie in a theater two it just absolutely blew my mind yeah it's it's even funnier because i had to drive about 45 minutes to the nearest theater to see it too because i was also in a small town and yes the, the pokemon the first movie it was like a 20 minute 25 minute drive to the nearest theater too so exactly so it it was honest that was a moment was, yeah it was the moment it like yeah. 
made me cry. I think that was the first movie, like, as a child, because when it came out, I was still a kid, that I was just, like, I was crying. And I think the rest of the kids were also crying, and the parents were like, oh, God, we have a bunch of children crying in a movie theater. <laughs> like, fuck, what the hell did we do- decide to do this for? <laughs> because I remember he had, like, mo- like, he had tons of brothers and sisters, so it was all his family, plus his friends, and me, and we're all just like... <laughs> but on it was it was such a great experience and there's the other there's definitely other great pokemon films but that's definitely my number one for me the, it's I, the, the music in pokemon movie 2000 is like a lugia the, theme song the is best. great yeah, yeah. The, all the music that came afterwards is fine at best in comparison to pokemon the movie 2000 <laughs> yeah and like going back to just like the original show there is a concert that i went to a few years ago called um oh my god video game live where a guy so i went to that and they had the guy who sang the pokemon theme song at the concert and so he comes on stage and they start playing the pokemon theme song they have like beach balls that are like that are just pokeballs and they're just like everyone's singing the song and everyone's screaming and losing their pokemon just brings people together and i love that for sure so good uh, our next question: What is your favorite Pokemon type? So this is hard. This is. I very, agree. Very this difficult. is not an easy question a, for me. Yeah, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. That's why. That's why I wanted to come up with. Except that last Dustin time. has a, a an answer. Dustin has a favorite type. <laughs> like I have, I think I have two that are like my top. Like one goes with who I select at the beginning of a game which is water type. I'm a water type person. I've loved water types, but the ones that like resound with me the most. And I always just like gravitate to those types of Pokemon is ghost type. I love the ghosts. Like I remember when they first introduced like Gengar and Haunter and just having their backstories. I'm like the best, like top tier. Like this is where I'm at. So yeah, definitely. Especially if your first experiences with them were in the anime where Haunter mm-hmm. was just so cool in in the first yeah. season of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can totally get behind ghost types as your favorite. That's a good pick. Uh do you have a favorite Pokemon? I mean there's only like 900 of them to choose from. There's so. only 900. <laughs> Funny enough, um when I was a kid, I would have probably said like Growlithe and Arcanine. Oh, good because... picks. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Because yeah, I couldn't have a dog as a kid. So when I played Pokemon, I had a dog and it was Growlithe and Arcanine. So that was like definitely my go to. And then I was definitely, <laughs> I love Oshawott because not only in the game, but in the anime itself, he's just the most sassy son of a bitch you will ever meet <laughs> anime he's just like i don't like you and throws his fucking shell at people and stomps around and has a hissy fit i love it um but i would have to say pro- like probably haunter um and the reason specifically for that was when i was playing i think it was x and y I'm trying to remember which one but it was the first one where you got to actually interact with your Pokemon on the 3DS. So you would like feed them berries and then they would like make faces and I stuff. I think like it was that. X and Y. Yeah. So I was at that particular point, I was still definitely a water type fan. But then I got Haunter and then was feeding berries to Haunter and its laugh and it did the, just the way that it acted. I'm like, Haunter, 
I probably have to say Haunter. And I have a Haunter hat, which I don't have with me, which I'm so upset about. But That's awesome, though. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, because Harry yeah. found it. Harry found the image that I was talking about. I'm going to pull that up on, on our stream here so that everybody can get a look. I'm so scared. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I'm just going to real quick throw it up here. I have to, oh, I can't do this as quickly as I'd like to. Properties. All right. I, uh, Why can't I find it? I think it's funny how most people, I feel like recently their favorite Pokemon have still been from Gen 1. Like mine's Scyther, which is a Gen yeah. 1 Pokemon too. Like Gen 1 was just so good. So good. Okay, here like, it is. Oh. <laughs> So if you'll see it on the stream here in just a second, this was tweeted on pokeshopper.com. I don't know where the official art came from originally. They didn't quote, the, they didn't say who the uh, original artist was. It would I love this so much. Yeah, but look at it. They got all these cat types and yeah. then Trubbish. So like Trubbish is a cat. Fact. <laughs> I do like the first comment is, is, is Trubbish a cat? Is Trubbish a cat? <laughs> It's a great question. Like, the world may never know. Is, is it a cat? <laughs> yeah. No, I always find when I ask people what their favorite Pokemon is, it typically goes to like first gen. Like second gen obviously is great as well. Yeah. Um, Because it was around that time, as, like obviously a few years later, but it's people always kind of gravitate to, yeah, there's other Pokemon I really like in the series, but here's like my favorite, which is out yeah. of the 150. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I think that like, the uh, I, 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 hipster Pokemon fan would be the best way to describe them. They will make a point of choosing something that is not Gen 1 uh, just to not be Gen 1. I don't really have a problem with it because there are a no. lot of really great Pokemon from the later generations. Yeah. So, like, you know, pick your favorite. But if your favorite from Gen 1, your favorite from Gen 1. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I'm definitely just going to stick with my favorite. I, I loved Growlithe and Arcanine for basically the same reasons you did, which was I was not allowed to have a dog when I was really, when I was that age. So Growlithe and Arcanine, they were my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Literally your dogs. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, last thing I wanted to add, because I didn't put this on here, but uh, we have you on. You're on all these different shows. Can you tell us a little bit about all the different podcasts that you're a part of? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out my long list. No, um, I started up Point in Progress February 15th of this year. It's with five friends, um, all from the community, including that Mario Rivera, um, that Beard in the Hair, who is also known by her, um, Sly Clone. And I was trying to count on my fingers. And I'm like, why am I only at four? And I'm like, you're the fifth one, dum-dum. Um <laughs> And another friend um, in the community, um, Venom Unfit Snake, and we just talk about nerdy culture and just everything that we specifically really enjoy. But one thing we really want to make sure of is being inclusive and accessible for everybody. So we make sure that everything that we post has detailed transcripts that allows both visually and hearing impaired to be able to enjoy our content as well. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a project that we've been talking about for a long time. So being able to see that into flourishing is really exciting. Um, mind you, and I'm going to be honest, there have been two podcasts where my co-hosts 
have talked ill will about Pokemon. And I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know that's going to haunt me because yesterday when we were recording, I'm like, you guys can't talk smack about Pokemon today. I'm going on this podcast tomorrow. (laughs) You can't do this. And one of the guys is like, I don't know if I can record then. And I'm like, you tough titties. Like, we're going to be able to. (laughs) Well, now, you know, you've you've convinced me I need to listen to this episode because I want to find out what anyone has to say about Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we talked about just like our thoughts about how Pokemon has essentially like been consistent game wise, and we haven't seen much growth game wise. We see the same oh, for sure, <laughs> but we want to see some more. Um, and then we have a redemption episode where we talked about one of the games that's coming out next year. So, yep, party. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and. Yeah, we just well, talked so, about a bunch of dirty stuff. What's up? For, for for point in progress, I wanted to ask, like, what is the process like for getting the, the doing the subtitling and all that? Like, what you know, that sounds like a lot. Is you know, I'm sure that's a lot of work. What does that it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Hey, um, howdy. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me talk. Break this down. So we have a specific um, program that we use where right after we finish the podcast, we put it right onto this program. And then we, um, it automatically translates a lot of it, but doesn't do it perfect. Like it'll do the audit, but it's a much better than YouTube. Sorry to smack, like talk smack YouTube, but fix your automatic generated subtitles. Yeah, they are not usually very good, especially if like two people are talking even remotely at the same time. It does not stand a chance on YouTube. <laughs> not at all. So we use um, this particular tool and then we export it to the Google Drive and then we cut it up into portions and then we do it that way. It's actually pretty fast um, after doing it for six weeks. Um, but it's definitely something that we um, wanted to make sure when we came in that this was a paramount thing that we actually worked on but yeah um it's been a very interesting experience and something that we've had to like take steps to learn a little bit more and like the first week i may or may not have accidentally deleted the auto transcripted off of youtube and that's why we had to find this other program that's way better (laughs) so we just use that um but yeah it's definitely been an experience um for sure um but i've learned a lot and it's been really like honestly i've really enjoyed it because i like a challenge and so it's been a lot of us just like trying to figure this out as a group well and as i think a it's team. really cool really cool that you guys set out with like a mission statement for how you wanted to yeah. you know make your podcast which you know i mean Dustin and I set out, we wanted to talk about Pokemon. That was our mission. Yep. So, like, but like you guys, here we are, we're doing it. A societal goal (laughs) attached to yours, which is really cool. Yeah, Uh, honest. Yeah, continue. No, continue. I was just going to shift and ask about uh, Penultimate Conquest uh, because I know you're on that as well. I am. We talk about Attack on Titan, um, which, if you're not familiar with Attack on Titan, is one of the best animes currently out at the moment, um, but not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Definitely not for the faint of heart. (laughs) If your only anime experience is the Pokemon anime, this would be a big jump. (laughs) When the first season came out, I love to describe it as like the uh, Game of Thrones of anime. It's still... Yeah. 
It's no. better than Game of Thrones. I was going to say, so far, the last season of Attack on Titan, better than the it's last no season of Game of Thrones, but no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> um, we kind of go into depth about it, um, and the guys on the podcast, which includes Christian, um, great guy. Um, never Ruben. heard of him. Oh, you never heard of him. No. Who know Who? I haven't sat down with him for like 13 weeks and talked about this. And who knows? I didn't, who? I didn't record a podcast with him earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, um, we've been breaking down the episodes. Um, I personally have read the manga and to a point where I'm taking time off next month when the anime, like the manga ends, which is April 9th, because I am not going to be ment- mentally okay. <laughs> um so yeah we were talking about that um and talk like breaking down each episode because a lot of it with that anime it's above and beyond like honestly game of thrones and there's a bunch of stuff that goes from like yeah they talk about in this episode but this actually is affected like two seasons back so i'm essentially the lore master when it comes to really silly nerdy topics and so attack on titan I've loved Attack on Titan since I started watching it back in 2013, I think is when I watched it originally. And then they took the huge hiatus. But yeah, we just talked about... They had some breaks. <laughs> yeah, they took some breaks. And then Four now... Four years, right? Between season one and two. Yeah. Yeah. And now Ma- MAPPA definitely needs a break because they are currently carrying the entire um, winter season of a, um, anime on their backs with Attack on Titan and Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a whole other anime, which is a lot. Um, but yeah, those are the two podcasts that I frequent on. And we, unfortunately for my other co-hosts, talk about anime sometimes on the Point of Progress podcast, <laughs> even if they don't want to. <laughs> They're hey, like, well, we didn't you know, sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm a big fan. So that, that works for me too. There you go. Um, and <laughs> are, are there anything else, anything else that you've appeared on recently that you want to uh, plug real quick? Or, or just those your bread and butter? Well, those two are the ones that I've been on recently. Um, I was on um, co-op mode last week is when they released. Um, and we talked about a really, um, like, we just talked about a bunch of stuff when it comes to, like, Nintendo and Xbox. As well, we talked about a kind of funny community member who actually recently passed away um, named um, the Nintendo Guru, also known as Bobby Pauls. He was really well known in the Nintendo space. And so, yeah, we've just been uh, talking about that stuff recently. And my goodness this week i'm going to be on a podcast talking about the spring season of a talk like on uh, spring season of anime <laughs> <laughs> on the ultimate conquest like twitter not twitter twitch um yeah we're just going to be talking about that she'll because... talk anime on twitter too though if you if you want if you want <laughs> that to is correct. Um, anime and, anywhere anime anywhere unfortunately my boyfriend had to listen to me rant the other day about <laughs> anime and he's like you're gonna weep out aren't you and i'm like so this is what happened. And we're walking down to the car and he's like, I'm so happy you have things that you're really excited about. <laughs> well, that's basically my fiance with uh, just Pokemon in general. She's like, I'm glad that you like this. <laughs> and found other people to share that yeah, passion exactly. with besides her. <laughs> exactly. Well, on so that note, can... let's switch to our main topic. Uh Oh, I guess, sorry, my bad. Let's switch to the news, because we have to do the news before the main topic. Uh, Not a lot of news this week. Uh, First is that Pokemon Battle Style, the newest set for the TCG, has launched and is already sold out everywhere. 
I exaggerate a little. You you can find it occasionally, but yeah, it's it is tough to find as we all expected it would be. Uh, so call your local stores, see see if you can convince them to tell you when they're coming in, because otherwise it'll be tough to find them. <laughs> yeah, and good luck pulling those Urishifu cards because they look really cool. Uh, so the next bit of news is Pokemon Go news. Uh, right now, the charge-up event is going on. Uh, it started March 16th, so you are running out of time. It wraps up on March 22nd. Uh, but right now, you can get Mega Manectric, Tynamo, and Therian Form Thunderous, uh, all available as part of this event. So, you know, if you're an avid Pokemon Go fan, uh, it's a chance to add some new uh, new Pokemon to your Pokedex. I, you know, I launched it earlier. I launched it earlier and I saw that there was a bunch of electric Pokemon and I completely spaced what it was. And I was just like, <laughs> I didn't end up catching anything cause I was busy, but I, I finished, I finished happened. the, the charge up missions. Uh, but apparently that is not how you get the Therian form thunderous. He's only available in the raids and I never have enough people. <laughs> yeah. We need to just start doing remote raids. <laughs> I mean, that would be a good idea. Yeah. We could you know, yeah. put together our fans. <laughs> I, uh, so the last news that we have is not so much Pokemon news as it is news about it's, it's Pokemon. Pokemon news. <laughs> <laughs> so the last bit of news that we have is that, uh, this, this is coming from an article on IGN.com, uh, written by Adele anchors. Uh, the headline is professor discovers new species of beetles and names them after three, after three legendary bird Pokemon. Uh, so it's exactly what it sounds like in the, in the headline. Yep. Uh, a, a a doctor and his PhD student, uh, you know, assistant, I guess would be the best way to describe it. I, I guess they, they, they partnered up on this, uh, documentation so because funny. they discovered these Australian beetles and, uh, they named them Binburum Articuno, Binburum Zapdos and Binburum Moltres. So that's it. We've, we've made the mainstream guys. Pokemon yep. are beetles. <laughs> Pokemon is officially mainstream now. It only took 25 <laughs> years, but here we are. It's time to cancel it now. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, find that article on IGN. Uh, they actually have pictures of the the beetles, uh, which I I think they actually did a pretty good job of pairing up the different beetles with the uh, actual you know colors of the Pokemon they're named after. Like it kind of fits. Uh, but that's it for oh, uh, for news. Uh, unless anybody else has something that they discovered since we last updated our our news for the week. No, I think it was a pretty slow news week. <laughs> Honestly, the big the biggest thing was uh, battle styles coming out, and just good luck getting them. Uh, if you got some, awesome. If not, uh, you know, keep trying. Oh, yeah. and uh, uh, Harry is in the chat and, uh, you know, uh, shouts out Go Raid Party app. Uh, it's an amazing app that you can raid remotely within minutes from anywhere in the world. So uh, if you're looking to, 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 you know, get some of those legendaries, it's probably a good way to do that because that's why I keep missing out on all of them because I'm not leaving the house. So I'm only able to do raids if the gym is close enough to my house. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So our main topic for this week, uh, we're doing another creative episode. Uh, we are uh, this week. We are going to uh, come up with some hypothetical gyms. Um, we thought it'd be great uh, for Fiona to be on for this because Fiona is a very creative person. Uh, so uh, the idea is that you know this is an idea that I'm sure countless Pokemon fans have discussed in the past. Uh, about what they might want from future Pokemon games or uh, what their dream gyms would be. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to come up with some ideas for gyms that have a theme but aren't 
restricted to one particular type. And we're going to try to do at least two for each of us. We'll see if we can do three if we have time. Uh, so what we're discussing is the theme of the gym, what it looks like, uh, what kind of puzzle do you have to do to get through the gym, what the gym leader looks like, what their name would be, what their nickname would be, uh, what Pokemon are on their team, and then what would be the name of the badge that you get for beating them. Uh, so, I have to open up my notes for my ideas, but let's go ahead and we'll start with our guest. Okay, so I was thinking yesterday, like, what can I do when coming up with these gems? And I decided to take the themes from where I live, which is Nova Scotia, and then make them into different gems. So if you had to go around Nova Scotia, what types of gyms you would want to see, like what you would specifically see. Um, and one thing that, because my province is like, I love it. It's fantastic. We have a bunch of great beaches and a bunch of other things, but a lot of it is about history. So my first gym is going to be a gym that's specifically run by reenactors. So this entire town gets all of its resources because of the old stories of ghost ships that come from this specific town. And the actual gym itself is half on water and half on land as a ghost ship that people can oh, like. That's awesome. cool. And so you go in and it's dark and mysterious and kind of creepy. Shocker. The gym type is ghost in water. Woo. Okay. <laughs> and when you go in, it's, there are definitely some paths that you have to go through and make sure that you're going, like, you'll see the specific planks and you go over them and some of them are not that strong and they break and you fall down in front of a trainer that you have to fight. And so a lot of the actual Pokemon that you're going to fight with are going to be, like, you have to be prepared for these kind of, like, creepy kind of ghosties, but also kind of, like, water types that might also be a little bit more on the creepy side. Um, and so the gym leader himself is named Captain Richard, and he is a reenactor from, he's the actual president of the reenactor society, and he's a little bit too much. Like, he believes he's Captain <laughs> Richard. You kind of get the hint that that's not actually his name, but he just goes by it, because he's definitely this <laughs> he's particular that captain. He's that committed to the role. <laughs> he is committed to the role. He is big beard like wearing the actual captain's uniform a little bit tattered because obviously he has to stay committed and it's all about this like old ship that used to come past the docks at night and it was used to be led by captain richard apparently the ghost captain he's not really a ghost guys but he pretends to be <laughs> and <laughs> So the Pokemon that you're going to specifically see on his team are going to be a little bit more creepy. Um, Delmius, which it looks like a huge anchor, like the thing it's, that they use. It's an anchor. Anchor. And, and, uh, and a uh, steering wheel. What do you, yeah. What do you, it's yeah. not called a steering wheel. What do they, that thing. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Boats. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the least creepy Pokemon he has is um, a Jellicent because it is a ghost water Pokemon type. So it made sense. And yeah, it also perfect. has like goes perfect with this particular theme. We do have a cluster because Nova Scotia is known for seafood. And this little guy looks like a lobster <laughs> and his shiny version is red. So it makes sense, which is kind of mean because it means that he's a cooked lobster when he's a 
shiny. But he's still alive. He's so, still alive. And he's, a he's just a, he's a fighter. <laughs> he's just a little bit more angry. He's just like trying to get at it. Um obviously we have Gengar because he would cause mischief on the ship. And obviously the traps are specifically laid out kind of from the original anime show when they were like falling through <laughs> the temple that they were um going through when they had Gengar and Hunter. So I kind of went with the Gengar. And then Sharpedo, because obviously you kind of have to go with the creepy kind of shark if you're on a ghost ship. So those are the particular Pokemon. Um, and when you get the badge, it kind of looks like the Delmas. Um, so it has the actual anchor and it has like some clouds on the front of it. And I was going to call, I was kind of leaning between it and I was going to call it the anchor badge. That's good. I mean, it, badge names need to be a little on the nose. So I think yeah. that's, that's a good one. <laughs> what do you think, Dustin? I like it. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to one of the ideas I have. So it's it <laughs> kind of, it will kind of work. No, no, it's not the ghost part, but okay. it'll be a good, it'll be a good segue. I like it though. Yeah, I mean, I think it sounds like that would be uh, probably a later game gym, uh, just because you know, for some reason, you know, like the early gyms are always the same kind of types. But uh, if you're going to do a ghost type gym, that's got to be late game. I think that'd be really cool. And I like the uh, the the trap doors, the the trap planks in the in when you're navigating, because that's what's one of the cool things that they always do in in the Pokemon gyms is you know you you know they give you sometimes you can avoid battling the other gym trainers and yeah. then other times they absolutely force you to fight them by trapping yeah. you <laughs> yeah well very good that's a good one to start start with uh dustin we'll go to you next well so since i said i have one that's kind of similar i'm just going to go with that one next uh sure. mine was going to be an underwater theme so i was thinking basically the idea is it's it's like all deep sea type pokemon that are down there so um think like Huntail or you know like Clamperl like that type of Pokemon mm -hmm. um, and so my idea is that you go in and when you go in there's like basically a small personal sub that you get into that goes down to the bottom and it's pitch black because you're like going to the bottom of the ocean and so the only light you have is the light on the front of your sub and so it's a maze that you have to get through and that's how you'd run into random trainers is if you know, you can't really see where you're going, so you're trying to navigate through, and that's how you'd encounter. So you could, theoretically, you could miss trainers. Like, if you've played it before, obviously, you'd be able to skip by them. But um, what? how many rooms? I think I had four different rooms that you have to navigate through. So basically, to get to the next room, you're essentially just trying to find whatever the doorway is at the end. Um and the gym leader would be in a full scuba suit, also being like a subtype thing. Uh, her name is Gilly. Nice. I know it's really like on the nose <laughs> as well, too. They, they usually are, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then her Pokemon were going to be Cloyster, uh, Delmise, Lapras, Whizcash, uh, Galisopod, is that how you pronounce it? And then Gal Hunter. Yeah, Galisopod, I think. Yeah. That's how I and know So, like, so like all Anytime like Anytime I correct you on a name, I don't actually know that that's how it's no, pronounced. No, no, no. I, I don't know how it's pronounced either. <laughs> I have no idea. Um Yeah, and so uh the gym badge would be the ocean floor badge. I know it's real on the nose, but like you said, Perfect. all of them are on the nose. <laughs> and it would look like a little piece of sunken treasure. So like a piece of gold or something like that that you get. Um 
I didn't have a good nickname for this one. Just Gilly, I think, in general was a good name. So. Yeah. I, lo- I like yeah. that one. And, yeah. uh, you know, usually you'd, you'd find water-type gyms pretty early on in, in a yeah. game. But this isn't exclusively just water, right? I mean, you got, you know. Yeah, so it it's just basically like deep sea. So I guess technically, I think Glycopod is a water bug okay, type. Okay, that's true. They all are water types, but the theme yeah. isn't that it's a water gym. The theme yeah, is the they're theme all is that deep sea. Yeah, exactly. Which does set you give you a different set of Pokemon than you would normally see at. at and yeah, it's not games. like you're not typically you're not going to see your typical like I don't know Magikarps or like every you know whatever you see at every gym. <laughs> well, I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, so I'll do my first one. Okay. So this gym looks like, uh, the Westminster kennel club dog show. You know what I'm talking about with the, the, the blue carpets and the white podiums and everything like that. So it's like a big dog show. Like best in show. Exactly. Like best in show. Remember that for later. Uh, because, uh, there's going to be rounds of competition before you get to the gym leader, just like always. Uh, but, each round, you face another trainer and uh, in a normal battle, but you don't. it's not just defeating them. You also will be rated on your performance in the battle, and you'll earn points based on how much damage you do and or how much your stats improve during battle. So you can kind of like, you know, you know normally it would be like you would just try to kill them as quickly as possible, so why waste time, you know, boosting your stats or lowering their stats? But now... So it's kind of like the old, all of the, like... Um different when they started adding in like beauty shows and like all the different like con- uh, contests yeah that's so, what i'm gonna say the Pokemon so contest. it is you know reminiscent of those contests except with the contests yeah. you had like each move had its own type in the contest so like you know yeah it would be a cool type or a beauty type move or you know things like that they got rid of that in later generations of the game <laughs> so rather than putting that back in for one gym i decided i'd come up with a different scoring system uh you know, so then you, you have to win the battle and get the higher rating at the end of the battle to advance to the next round. So you have three rounds of combat before the, the gym leader. Uh, and the, the gym leader is going to look like a snobby, you know, dog show guy, big curly white mustache, a monocle, you know, basically uh, Mr. Pringles, but <laughs> yeah, but a dog trainer. <laughs> uh, he's got the wh- whistle around the neck and one of the clickers that they use. That you know, like I, I don't honestly know how they work, but like they click it at a dog and then the dog behaves. Makes a noise, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but so he's got all that going on, uh, and his name is Wilford, and uh, his nickname is the Best in Show Gym Leader. <laughs> uh, so his team, uh, I was thinking he'd be like a late game gym leader, so he'd ha- he'd have a, a larger allotment of Pokemon. Uh, so, you know, the earlier trainers in the gym would have a lot of the puppy Pokemon. So you'd, you'd see like Yamper or Rockruff, you know, you know, the, the puppy ones you'd fight earlier, but then when you get to face Wilford, uh, he, uh, uh, has, uh, a Furfru, a Stoutland, Granbull, Houndoom, and my guy Arcanine, of course, to, to round yeah. out the team, uh, I think that's good because it fits the theme. Obviously, they're all dogs, but also they have a wide variety of typings. So, you know, you can't just blow through the gym with just, you know, one type of Pokemon. You would have to change your your team up throughout it. And uh, the badge, unsurprisingly, would look like a blue ribbon. And uh, it would be called the best friend badge because dogs meant best friend. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I that, like that's, it. That's my that's my first. That's gym. very you, Jeff. I love dogs <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Fiona. What is your next gym? Well, I decided to go with essentially if you had to make autumn into a gym. And so I came up with the whole backstory, um, which the town is called Amanero, which is all about autumn. So they're known about apples, red leaves year round, and also having campfire festivals and having like everything smells like spices and um, burning trees all the time. So it just like, it's literally fall in a town. And so the gym itself is a cabin. Like when you, to be able to get to the gym, you have to go through an apple orchard where there's a bunch of different Pokemon that you have to kind of dodge and everything. And then you get to this almost like a wooden cabin looking large building and you walk inside And there's just a bunch of trees. So it looks like you almost just went back outside. And there's different piles of leaves everywhere. And certain piles of leaves have the different um, trainers pop out. And it's just like, surprise! I see where you're going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And so you might randomly accidentally run into a trainer. And you see definitely a lot um, of sawbucks throughout um, the autumn nice. version um, and then when you get to the main um, gym leader her name is clove and if you want to think of the most basic white girl um, she is wearing <laughs> a brown rim hat a white knit sweater with some jeans knee-high brown boots super friendly and she is the gym leader originally her dad was the gym leader but she took over after he retired and is now still working on this apple orchard. And she has multiple sisters all named after spices of an apple pie. Adorable. Just thought I'd really sweeten up this whole thing. So (laughs) I love it. You start off. She has an Appleton, which is a Pokemon that looks like a freaking apple pie. So she has that particular Pokemon but then, all of a sudden, she has a Fallon Flame because obviously this is known for campfires that they're going. It is a grass fire type gym, so you're definitely gonna have to bring a lot of water Pokemon and a lot of fire to kind of try to combat the grass as well as the fire types that you're going to be attacking. You'll see the Sawbuck Adam form. There's going to be a Vulpix just because she loves Vulpix. Still a high level Vulpix. Probably didn't want to evolve her just because of how adorable she is. Even though Ninetales is amazing and I love Ninetales, but Vulpix is just no, we the get little, it. it's a little <laughs> yeah. sass. She's the little sass that this team needs. And then she, you find out she has a Trivenant, but it is a shiny one. So he oh. looks like a birch tree with red leaves. And that is her final Pokemon that you have to fight against because nice. that is her main, main Pokemon that she loves. I love that because he, that would come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is her like, look at how fancy I am. Um, because <laughs> even though it's special, her family specifically has them because they all look like autumn trees because I, they have the red leaves. So that's what I specifically thought. And then her badge would be the campfire badge shocker it would look like a little campfire adorable yeah yeah i'm in i (laughs) I also really like the idea of a gym leader finally having a shiny pokemon yes that would be 
super cool. Yeah, and I also I, I gotta say I love how much like thought you put into yeah. the region that yeah, your exactly. gyms are in. That's that like I'm already excited for your generation of Pokemon, <laughs> the Nova Scotia, yes. you know, based version of Pokemon. <laughs> Heck yeah! So excited. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I like it. I like the theme that it's act like all autumn too. That it's not mm. just like yeah. I like it. Now, is the town is it autumn in the town year round, or yeah. just in the gym? No, it's out autumn outside too. I mean, so that is it's my like, kind of town. <laughs> so it's like a rare like you go into the town and everywhere else like when like my imagination is you walk into this town and so you kind of see like when you're walking through the forest the trees from the base from the town that you were just in is green and then you see it slowly adjusting to red. So it's like green and then yellows and then red and then when you walk in the town it's just all red leaves. Because this just this entire region is just fall twenty four seven, and I think that would be really cool. Just because you know that would be the sort of town that you walk into. It really stands out in terms of how it looks compared to the other towns in in the game. That's something with Sword and Shield that I think is a little bit lacking. Other than like Balon Lee, there's not really or Balonly. I really don't know how that one's pronounced at all. But <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> But that one town is in like a forest. That's the only town that I feel like is super unique. Uh, so th this would be a really cool, like visually striking uh, place for them to go. I love it. That's really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. All right, Dustin, follow that up. <laughs> All right. So um, this one was the first one that I came up with. Uh, it's a dinosaur themed gym because I absolutely love dinosaurs. So I thought it would be cool to like, Go ahead. Go ahead. Jeff. I got to tell you, I almost did a dinosaur themed yeah. gym, but yeah. I was like, Dustin's going to do a dinosaur themed gym. <laughs> I was afraid. I was afraid that somebody else was going to do it too, but I was like, so, um, okay. So the gym is designed to look like a museum. So it's going to be set up to like just actually look like a museum. But when you go out, you have to think of uh, in like Ruby and Sapphire, when you go to get Rayquaza, there's like the floor that you step on and it'll fall through if you step on it too much. Well, it's kind of similar to that where you like you go out onto the floor and it's um, like actual dirt, but there's dig spots. And if you dig in the wrong spot, you encounter a trainer. So similar to like the walking into the pile of leaves and then a trainer will come out. It's if you dig in the wrong spot, a trainer will come out. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to get lower, like go down lower levels to get to the gym leader. So you're basically trying to like dig because it's dinosaur slash fossil themed Pokemon is the theme of this. So all of the trainers in the gym will either have dinosaurs or fossils. So like Omni, Amistar, like those type of Pokemon. Um, but the gym leader basically will have just all like Pokemon that look like dinosaurs. Um, and the name I came up with is Rex. I know that's really on the nose as well too. <laughs> but, uh, and then for the way he looks, I was I just wrote uh, essentially like think Alan Grant and Jurassic Park 1. Yeah. So I just mean, like working like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the badge, I'll do the badge first. It'll be the uh, fossil badge. Obviously, it's just something simple that goes along with it. It'll and, look like an Ammonite, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this, I was thinking this would be a late level gym. So maybe like the last gym or something like that. So he's going to have six Pokemon. And for those six Pokemon, I had a hard time with this because there's a lot of Pokemon that look like dinosaurs. Um, and so I left some out. But uh, Tyrantrum, Dracozolt, Haxorus, 
Rampardos, Tyranitar, and Sceptile. So there's like a bunch of different typing as well, too. So it's hard to like you're not really gonna like be able to just use one Pokemon the whole time. Yeah. You're gonna have to switch it up. So yeah. I thought it was fun to like switch up the typing. What I think is really great about that is that you didn't just do the fossil Pokemon because yep. all the fossil Pokemon are all rock type. They're rock yeah, and something. Exactly. Which that's I, I why, guess they were all rock type until this most recent generation. They find That's why I wanted to switch it up a little bit too, because like I thought about having Aerodactyl on there, but I was like, well, I already have another, like one of the, uh, or two of the like fossil type Pokemon that are on there. So I wanted to like switch it up a little bit and have a little variation in there. Also want to shout out the, the addition of Sceptile there. Oh it's yeah. Weird to me that we've never had a gym leader that had a starter Pokemon. Yeah. Like they're, they're, I, they're supposed to be the Pokemon that every child gets at level 10 and you never see yeah. them. <laughs> with anybody what, else. what was hard for me was avoiding using Did I say level Pokemon. 10? I meant age 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. H, every level 10 child. <laughs> um, it was hard for me to not use legendary Pokemon in a lot of these because especially for like the underwater one, I wanted to use Kyogre. Of course. Because Kyogre is like the perfect oh, yeah. like, underwater Pokemon. But um, yeah, and then Sceptile Gen 3, since it's my favorite, I love all of the starters in that. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to find a way to like sneak in one of the starters. I, I really love that pick. Uh, that, that was, you know, something that I definitely had thought about when I was thinking about my dinosaur gym and, you know, like, man, these are all rock, you know, rock types and there's nothing, you know, well, that's, so I pulled up a list not a fossil. Just, to like, just to like, look at the different dinosaur Pokemon. And that was how like, I ended up landing on, uh, Haxorus is because Haxorus is such a cool, like, I'd say, I know Haxorus is technically a dragon type, but like, yeah, there is no dinosaur really... type. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. But you could fix that Pokemon. Make a dinosaur type for Dustin. Exactly. <laughs> Let okay. me live my best life. <laughs> <laughs> so my next gym, uh, the theme here is the gravity chamber in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay? nice. Uh, nice. You know, I know Fiona's an anime fan, so I was pretty sure she would know what I'm referring to. I know Dustin and I have talked about DBZ a little bit previously. So the gym leader previously, here... I'm sorry. <laughs> the gym leader here is all about being heavy uh, <laughs> uh just like in dbz he thinks that training his pokemon in higher gravity will make them stronger and faster when they're out in the outside world he also thinks that heavier pokemon are just stronger in general so by training them in the higher gravity they're going to be the strongest pokemon that's his whole philosophy and of course that means his little trainer buddies are all they're all they all buy into his philosophy. So it's kind of like in the, when you go to like the fighting type gyms, it's always like, you know, our master is the best. He, you know, taught me all about jujitsu or whatever the tra trainers will say, but this, 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 all the trainers here are going to be all about, you know, Oh yeah, the, this, his philosophy has totally changed my life. You know, that sort of nonsense. Uh, so along those lines, I want it to look like a fighting type, like a fighting dojo kind of gym, except uh, we're going to kind of future futurize it with like metal walls and metal flooring, but still kind of make it have the patterns that you'd see on the floor of a, of a dojo. Uh, this one is going to work where there's like pathways through the gym, uh, you know, and there's like one pathway where you won't actually encounter any resistance and you, you could fight the trainers if you want to going that way, but you can't see it on the ground. But then if you step off onto the wrong part of the path, your, your character is going to physically move at half speed because now you're in one of the, the high gravity pockets. And once you get into those, you're going to end up, you know, being kind of forced along into fighting one of the trainers. 
Uh, and let's see, where was I? I got, I got all off my notes. <laughs> uh, the gym leader is going to be like a, kind of a fighting type kind of gym leader, very muscly. Uh, and uh, it may be a little on the nose, but I was thinking that he would wear weighted training clothes uh, and maybe even kind of look like Goku's or Vegeta's, you know, uniform, something like that. Uh, but change the colors so it's not like exactly the same thing. Uh, but uh, and then, of course, sticking with that theme, he's got to have a name and we're going to go with Brussels. Uh, <laughs> got to be vegetable themed. So. <laughs> uh, so and his nickname is the heavy hitter. Uh, so Brussels, the heavy hit- hitter, has a team of a bunch of the heaviest Pokemon. So I went with Avalug. Mudsdale, who I did not realize was as heavy as he is. Like <laughs> Mudsdale's just a Clydesdale, but he weighs like freaking a ton. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Mudsdale, Whale Lord, and Metagross. Uh, it it would have been nice to be able to work in some legendaries here as well, because a lot of the legendaries are super heavy, uh, like Ultra Beasts and things like that from Sun and Moon. But I thought ultimately this was a good fit for a gym leader. Uh, and of course the, the badge would be called the heavy badge and it's just, it's going to end up looking like a rock, you know, like a rock type badge, but like, I, you know, I, I had a hard time thinking of something that would represent being heavy, <laughs> maybe like a scale. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Weights. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's my, uh, heavy gym. Nice. I, I like it. I like the idea of like. Him wanting to, or basically being like the, essentially like the Vegeta of like, you know, like just making like, I got to train him in like the most intense situations. <laughs> like, well, and I think Fiona and I had a, a similar like idea when we're coming to these gyms because we're also thinking about how they would do them in the anime. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that Fee has thought about that on, on all of her creations. And, you know, so I just, I just know that this guy would have a really good episode because he he'd be way over the top oh of course before battle you know throwing off his weighted clothes and screaming and <laughs> yeah i like it all right well so it's that was... fitting too with battle styles going on right now <laughs> so i think we we probably have time to, to do our our third gym so uh fee okay. what do you have for your third gym okay well once again we're back to the reenactors like idea um and we're going with like old forts. So military attire, like they very like stern particular people in this particular town. Um, but usually once again, more touristy, mostly because my entire province is touristy and we have like a ton of forts. And I think like from when I was a young child, like I learned about the forts in my area to a point where I could like show people around each fort in my town. And so I'm like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do it in some way, shape or form. And so I kind of did a slight homage to my hometown, um, which is called Annapolis Royal. Super cute. Um, so there is two particular for, um, forts in that particular town. One was French and one was English. So I decided to come up with a dual gym duo. So you'd have to fight two people at once because in the town that I was from, the two, um, one um, particular fort, which was called Port Royal, and then Fort Anne, were both like you would get a little bit confused because you go to one 
and then you'd see one man and then you'd see his twin brother at the other fort. And so this is kind of the same idea where it's two like twins that work at this particular fort gym. And so you go in, it's the town. You would have to like swerve through when you walk into the town first, they have gates, you walk in and then you have to go up and around and around. It's not how it looks like in my town, but this is what I'm thinking. Um, This is how it would lay out in Pokemon and the anime itself. You'd have to like go around the city and then up at the top, there is the gym. So when you go in, you have to go through these particular rooms and actually shout out to my friend Spencer who came up with this idea where you'd have to fight people to get codes to go into the next room. So it was almost like a spy particular area and then when you go in and you try to go to the next room you have to choose one out of three different words that the last person that you fought so you're going to be forced so you're probably looking at a later gym here yeah but you're looking at more of like a ground rock steel type of um particular team and then once you get to the actual twins um they both are very much like reenactors. However, they both have a little bit of a different style here. And so when you first start off, you start off with a surfetched because obviously super adorable. Can we just talk about surfetched is like <laughs> one of the most cool. adorable things I've ever seen in my life. And then obviously Stoutland. Once again, a dog Pokemon, super cute. Thought it would be a good first first matchup when you're fighting the twins. And then obviously the next one would be Escavalar and Mudsdale, which going back to, um, <laughs> again, it's Jeff using a Mudsdale because it would be like a horse. It's a war that horse. Obviously, it's a war horse. You have to have a war horse <laughs> at a freaking fort reenactment, okay? Yeah. 100%. 100%. However, you find out that they have a little bit of a different idea when you get to the last fight, which is they both have... Um, my I apologize for my mispronunciation of this Pokemon. Ag Agishlash? It's uh, the Aegislash. blade. Aegislash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very one cool. is the one is the blade version and one is the sword version. Like one's the shield, one's the blade. And nice. so that's the actual end fight. When you get the actual uh, badge, it is called the Unite badge, which is a shield and two swords across it. That's a cool badge. Yeah, it's a badass badge, but <laughs> you find out that like they have a little bit of a tussle between each other, but it's mostly once again for show purposes, but they also have like a little bit of a different mentality between the two. And so I thought it was kind of cool. Also, they probably both dress up in their reenactment gear. Once again, I apologize, guys. You're like, Fiona, why are you coming up with a bunch of reenactment things? You know what? It's tourism. Mm-hmm. Tourism uh, is a th- <laughs> yeah, and so they're just very much into character. And then this point, like when you're going around to these towns, you're like, these people are really into tourism. That's correct. So yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really cute. <laughs> I also think I like the idea, especially with the age slashes there at the end, because you know, rather than shifting forms, one of them just stays the shield, one of them just yeah. stays the sword. And I gotta say, how was that not a thing in Sword and Shield? Why is that not already a thing? <laughs> I literally looked to make sure um, because I didn't get to play Sword of Shield and I'm like, okay, this this must have been a thing. And no. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't believe it. it it's it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love that. And I can also, like you say, I can picture the anime uh, when they're marching through the fort and they probably end up, somehow they end up in a battle 
with you know like someone's attacking the fort but then yeah. it turns out that it's all reenactment but ash didn't know it was a reenactment and he gets takes it too seriously <laughs> exactly that's what the anime needs a little bit of spice and this is what these reenactment tones and then, are and then like. ash goes to prison because he kills someone during the reenactment and that's how <laughs> they get ash out of the story and we can move on to another character. finally <laughs> He's only been a young child for so many years. Yes. Ash is older than I am at this point. I mean, come on. I mean, probably, yeah. Yeah, he's older than me. (laughs) All right. uh, Dustin, what what is your last gem? All right. So mine has, like, a theme for the whole town as well, too, as opposed, or, like, in addition to um, just the gem itself. But mine's gonna is a forest theme. I live in the Pacific Northwest, basically. Like I live in the northern part of California, where in essentially a rainforest in the redwoods. So it rains a lot here, and it's just it's also like really nice to just go out hiking when it's in that type of weather and stuff like that too. So that was kind of my idea was like this like jungle foresty area that's that's really rainy and stuff like that. So the gym itself is inside of a giant tree. So it's like a hollowed out tree. Now, the tree's not, they didn't kill this tree and like hollow it out. The tree was like already <laughs> hollow. So they made a gem inside of it. And so the idea is you're trying to get to the top of the tree to the gym leader. And so you have to make your way through. And there's different like vines inside of the tree that you have to swing from different platforms and stuff to get to the next area. And if you go the wrong way, like, cause you don't, you can grab onto a rope, but you don't know where it's going to land right away. Cause right. it's like so far away. Yeah. Um, and if you land in the wrong spot, you end up fighting a trainer. A trainer battle. Yeah, exactly. It's always a way to like get to a trainer battle where they like trap you into it. Like you were saying earlier where you fall through the floor and like you get trapped in it. So um, it's just multiple levels with each level only having like four trainers. I, I think I put like two. Yeah, I put two different levels in this, even though you're climbing a tree. It's still I didn't want to have like too much where you have to like go through too many different rooms or anything like that. And so the gym leader is at the top. So you'll have two levels you have to go through. And then at the top is where the actual gym leader is. And they are dressed like in essentially rain gear, typically what you would expect someone to wear, like rain boots, um, a raincoat, no umbrella though, just like, you know, they're like used to the weather. So they're like, I don't need an umbrella. Um, and I wanted to go with like, kind of like forest themed Pokemon. So they're all basically going to be grass type, but I wanted to go with, um, find another way to get a starter in here. So there's Torterra, Victory Bell, Scyther. I couldn't leave Scyther out. Tangrowth, uh, Earth. <laughs> Ursa Ring because Ursa Ring is like a bear and like that's what you would kind of expect and to like see in the forest, forest type bear, yep. yeah. And then Tropius, where the all the like different. It's hard because okay. there was quite a few other ones I wanted to go with. We brought up Tropius. I've been waiting for yeah. Tropius to come up in one of our episodes because I gotta say I absolutely love Tropius and he is oh, like yeah, the me too. most like uh, they did Tropius dirty in the Pokemon games by giving yeah. him such horrible stats. Because no yeah. one uses Tropius. <laughs> Tropius is a really cool Pokemon, and I always like look for a way to like include Tropius and things. So put him in your dinosaur yeah. gym. That and that's the thing is I found a way to like get. Well, that was the same thing with Lapras. Was I didn't have Lapras in the dinosaur gym, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna put Lapras in the water gym. I have, I have. There was you, you, you put dinosaurs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the badge would be the rainforest badge. 
because obviously. And then uh, I couldn't come up with a name for my character. I hadn't even decided if it was a male or female. Um, and then nickname is just The Wild. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I could get behind that uh, yeah. that, that sort of gym. And There's I just will... not like a whole lot of cool grass type gyms, if you think about it. Like I think of like Erica's gym and like Gen 1 and then I mean, not much. There are other grass type gyms, but they're not yeah. particularly memorable. Uh, like even uh, the one for Sword and Shield, the challenge is herding sheep. Yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't even have anything to do with grass type Pokemon. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool idea. I like that one. Thank My you. last gym. Uh, the theme is like this is a place of business and it's a gym. Okay, they are like an HVAC plumbing. You know, they do AC repair, heaters, water heaters, all that stuff, right? So it's that kind of company. I love the start of this already. <laughs> and the trainers are like, you know, you're going through all the little trainers are going to be like the maintenance people and they all have their specialization. So you'll fight you'll fight the the AC repair guy and he uses all ice type Pokemon. And then you fight the the, the oh, water heater smart. guy and he's got, you know, fire or and water type Pokemon, right? And then uh, they also have because you, you have to every every company's got an accountant. So there's just randomly this one accountant that you battle, <laughs> and he doesn't fit the theme at all, but he's there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the gym will look like a bunch of pipes and platforms, so a little steampunky, but like not like dirty steampunk, but you know like very clean, organized. Uh, so think like uh, the Mushroom Kingdom, but like with you know normal color scheme. <laughs> Lots of pipes all over the place and platforms. Uh, and the way you get through the gym is going to be like a maze. Uh, but instead of just turning on the water pipes like you do in the water gym in, in Sword and Shield or, you know, things like that, uh, you're also going to have to be moving platforms that you raise by uh, using a fire-type move on one of your Pokemon. And that causes the platform to go up. So like flamethrower right. into the... And then, uh, you know, if you need to lower the platform, you need to cool the air temperature below it to lower it. So you use an ice type move. So you're going to have to have a varied team. You're going to have to have different moves to get through this gym. Uh, and then, of course, you'll still need water type moves uh, to move through the water pipes. Uh, but uh, and all the trainers are going to talk about their their expertise. Like, you know, I'm, you know, the air conditioner guy. <laughs> I'm going to stay cool under pressure. You know, you know that sort of stupid stuff. Right. <laughs> Uh, but then you get to the gym leader and mm -hmm. his name is Giuseppe. Okay. And, uh, it's going to be pretty obvious why his name is Giuseppe because he's basically dressed like Mario. So, <laughs> so uh, like Shout it's going to be super Doug. obvious that he looks exactly like Mario. Uh, <laughs> I might give him a full beard instead of just the mustache, uh, just to make him a little different, but it's very clear they're paying homage to to mario uh and his you know to give him a nickname i just nicknamed him it. the man who keeps everything running because this guy's an expert in all of these things uh so when you actually battle him uh he's got a combination of all three types that we used in here so he's got you know ice water and fire and i couldn't decide if i wanted him to be like early game and only have three pokemon or late game and go full six so uh, if it were three, it would either be uh, Wash Rotom, Frost Rotom, and Heat Rotom. So <laughs> I like that. Or he would be Blastoise because he's got the pipes. 
He's got the water pipes. Yep. Uh, Torkoal, you know, to create the steam to cause things to rise. And, yep. or, and then cryogonal, uh, just because that's I think that's an ice type that is uh, a little underused in Pokemon. Uh, and I, if, it, if he had all six, it would be, you know, that he'd be a late game gym leader. I totally, totally thought you were going to go with Evolutions. I mean, the thought occurred to me because I do love Eevee. <laughs> That's, I totally thought you were going to find a way to make it to where he had like Flareon, Glaceon, and, um, oh, what a, uh, you had Fire <laughs> Ice and what was the third one you had? Fire Ice and Water. Oh, so just then Vaporeon as well. Yeah, and then Vaporeon. I mean, that could work as well. But I thought the uh, I thought it would be cool to do the Rotoms just because they're all like alliances that. <laughs> that would, <Liam>. yeah. <laughs> well, and so then the badge I just called it the Climate Control Badge because that's what that's, that's what all he works on. <laughs> that's good. I like it. I like it. That's a good one, Jeff. I like that. Um, yeah, I totally. Again, I, the whole time I was like, he's gonna find a way to get Eevee in this somehow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, but I was I was worried that you would uh, look down on my gym for. No, I I almost had Leafon on in my uh, forest theme gym, so I totally get it. <laughs> okay, well, so those are our our gyms. I, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I I think it's fun to talk about these hypothetical uh, gyms, you know, because if there's one thing that Pokemon desperately needs, it's to do something Some new, new with gyms. Yeah. <laughs> And you can talk Seriously. about that with your your friends who who think Pokemon hasn't changed enough. Pokemon fans <laughs> agree. Pokemon has yeah. not changed enough. <laughs> That's why we freaked out about Pokemon Legends. Yeah, yeah we're like, oh, no. this, this looks different. They're doing something different. <laughs> so uh, I think that uh, these gyms would be really fun. I think that we got, you know, Nintendo, Pokemon Company, hit us up. We're, yep. we're full of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, well, so now we'll move into the last segment of our show, uh, which is our Rank That Pokemon jingle is pending. We need a jingle, guys. <laughs> we need a jingle for the opening of the show and for that part. Yeah, so if you're a musician and you want to make a, a little jingle, you know, hit us up. We're up for it. Uh, our current list, which we, I, I, we've decided we're not going to list every time in the future, but right now, while it's short, we can list the full thing. I think after we hit 10, we'll probably just do like the top, the top 10. 10. Yeah. So right now we've got Scrafty at number seven with a one-star rating, Bellsprout with a two-star rating, Delibird at, with a three-star rating is at number five, number four, Hariyama with a 3.5 rating, number three is Duat with a 3.5 rating number two rookie d with a 3.5 and then our current number one the adorable little pup rock rough with a four star rating <laughs> as you can tell jeff really likes dogs i love dogs <laughs> <laughs> well first i'll ask fee what do you think of that list so far you got any uh, objections well <laughs> i don't know if you know this but uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go into your chat for a quick second, and uh, well, why can't I find this? I am shocked that I cannot find my own thing right now. <laughs> you, Apparently, you know, I don't have any favorite emotes. An emote? <laughs> yeah, it's an emote. I'm trying to find this. Oh, here we go. So I don't know if you guys know, but then on my channel, because apparently I can't even find my own, um, I am obsessed with otters. So Duat needs to freaking make his way up on that list. You would not have liked our conversation about Duat. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to last week's episode then. 
I, I mean, like a three point five is not a bad rating. But basically, uh, the way we ended up with him where he is is because we're not fans of Samurott. We don't like that Samurott's on all fours. It's just weird. It seems so weird to like. They had this evolutionary line where they were like these otters that were standing on two feet and you're like, cool, it's going to be like a samurai final form. And then all of a sudden it's like on all fours again. And it was just like a weird choice. Because otters are like technically are supposed to be on all fours. Yeah, yeah. they stand up on two feet, but. But Oshawott, you know, looks so cute waddling around on two feet. And then Duat, you know, unfortunately suffers from the same problems that every second evolution for starters does and looks like a whiny little teen. But the. But then Samurai is you know, on all fours randomly. Much, yeah. He loses a lot of his Samurai-ness. <laughs> I do like Samurai. We went over this last week, but I really like Samurai. It's just the design part there that was kind of, it was kind of a weird, like, change. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... Uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that is definitely, like, I understand. Because, like, when Litten came out, and then they had, like, the secondary, like their evolution was like a larger cat i'm like hell yeah this is perfect but then they got the freaking fighter pokemon that didn't wrestler make any sense. yeah yeah uh, incineroar a, a yeah. fine a fine design for a pokemon but did not fit that evolutionary line but dustin's and, a big fire type guy so. <laughs> okay litten to Toracat makes sense yep Toracat yeah. to incineroar no i get it it's i feel the same way <laughs> I I put like an Everstone uh, specifically in Toracat. That cat is not fucking evolving. <laughs> you will never have an Incineroar on your team as long as you have anything to say about it. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I Incineroar no. not one of my favorites. No, but Either. Dustin, you're welcome to enjoy your bad Pokemon. Uh, so <laughs> go cuddle with your Eevee somewhere. I will. Eevee's great. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, so, but the one that we're ranking this week, because that's the segment we're in, <laughs> we are ranking number 419, which is Floatzel. And I'm going to throw him up on screen. This is the Bulbapedia page, so you can get a quick look at uh, what he looks like to remind yourself. Uh, Dustin, can you uh, recap for Fee what we use as our criteria for ranking? Yeah, so when we do our ranking, we're basing them on like their evolutionary line, um, how useful they are in combat, the usability and like the competitive scene, the looks, um, if they are prominent in the anime, like kind of like how much they're used in the anime or what their character type is like in the anime. So like how we were talking earlier about um, Oshawa being in the anime, like those things will come into play when we're ranking a Pokemon based on whether or not we like them or where they make it on the list. Okay. So, Floatzel. What do we think? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm playing through Platinum right now, and I have a Weasel on my team, and this is going to be the first time I use a Floatzel as, like, one of my main Pokemon. So I have, like... It's, like, recency bias, but I'm, like... I'm really liking Floatzel right now, so... <laughs> it's, a I, it's a water weasel. It's a water weasel. <laughs> it really it looks like it has an inner tube wrapped around it it's it's i think it's like more like a, a life vest like weasel has has the inner tube right but floatzel yeah, has like a life cool. vest which to me would indicate he's not a very good swimmer but he's well, also was, really good at it, swimming. it helps him float it's buoyancy i mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's why he's floatzel <laughs> yeah they don't call him sinksel <laughs> 
<laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. That's a whole other Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, I so like Weasel a lot too. So one thing I will give Floatzel a lot of credit for it does have uh, two IV in uh, speed. So it, you get better speed by using Floatzel. like a gold shiny form too, which I like that. That's really cool. And for me, I, I'm a big fan of Pokemon that have good speed stats because, you know, especially if you're playing, you know, competitively, or even if you're just battling a friend, striking first is really important. <laughs> so if you have Pokemon uh, that uh, are fast, you know, then that that's an advantage. Uh, our friend uh, Harry in the chat does not uh, does not think or does not appear to like the direction that this is going. It sounds like we're all being kind of positive on Floatzel so far. I'm curious um, what Harry thinks about Floatzel. <laughs> well, I was going to say I don't think we said anything negative because I I like Floatzel quite a bit. <laughs> I do too. I I liked I like Weasel. Uh, I I told you guys last week about my uh, my friend in college who drunkenly came in and. Uh, uh, I was he was flipping through my Pokédex guidebook mm-hmm. and he had said uh um when he, he got to Weasel he's like Weasel what is this more like B word Weasel <laughs> which is of course just stupid drunk person talk but I have a very fond memory of that so I think very fondly of Weasel and then by extension Floatzel yeah but yeah. do we like him better than you know, like Duat, Rookie D, Rock Rough. Mm. I mean, you know, Fee, you're part of the podcast today, so your your oh. vote is important. You know, here's here's the deal, and this is a little bit controversial. When it comes to my team, I typically go by what, like, I don't like stats. Yeah, it's nice, and the types. Yeah, also super important, and you kind of want to get that rounded team, especially when you get to like the elite four and like try to get to the end of the game where you need to think of a well-balanced team but this is a water otter like he literally looks like an otter and i can't say anything like that would be off brand but at the same time i think i would like if i had to play a pokemon game right now and i had the option to have floats on my team i would be 100 percent down and you I think have a it's... team of all otter Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. When Pearl, like when Pearl comes back, I'm gonna like. Oh, what is it legend? I think legendary. Like RC's legend Legends. starts with yeah. yeah. Starts off with you get to choose an Oshawa. So one totally choosing Oshawa, but I would also have Floats on my team because I think one yeah. it's for a later generation Pokemon. He. Is you could tell what type of animal he is, but it's also a great character design. And I think just overall, it's just a very well thought out Pokemon. So I'm 100% rating him higher. I think yeah. it's really I, cool that because it, at, at this point, like you said, this was you know, uh, black and white, right? This is when black and No, it's it's Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl. Pearl. No, you're right. Diamond yeah. and Pearl. So like yeah. at the time it came out, they'd already had, you know, a couple hundred Pokemon. And the idea that they they hadn't done this kind of animal yet in Pokemon form, you know, because it's not it's not uh, it, I mean it's otter esque, but it's not specifically an otter, right? It's, it's when it's he like you a weasel. Look for the <laughs> it's like a weasel or or anthropomorphic otter or weasel. Yeah. So I I thought they were treading some new ground there with that. Uh, I do think it's a pretty 
clever design. I personally don't love the uh, uh, the life vest because like he's a, he's supposed to be a really good swimmer. So like, why does he why does he need floaties? Because <laughs> his name is Floatzel. Well, okay, float? so take off the life vest and give him another name. <laughs> I'm I'm like pretty high on Floatzel, honestly. Again, but it's like the recency of like having a Buizel on my team right now that I'm trying to evolve to a Floatzel so I can use it as my water Pokemon in Platinum. So, so yeah. if you, if you were gonna give it a number, because that's what we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna average our our numbers here. Uh, who wants to go first? Do we want to start? Do we want to put the pressure on Fee to kick it off? <laughs> She's the guest. <laughs> True. I am the guest. Um So it's a it's it's a five you know, one to five, and you can do fraction fractions of a, a okay. rating. Because do like I, I can see where you guys are coming from when it comes to do what. Because like as much as I understand that's how like otters actually walk, like I can see like after having that discussion about like th- comparing that with Lytton, yeah. I can see where yeah. the where they lost points. Honestly, if I had to choose a team right now, I'd put it as a four. Like I would probably use them as a water Pokemon option. So you'd you'd give yeah. them a four, okay? I think yeah. that's. I, I was I was leaning towards a four as yeah. well. Okay. The, the only the only issue with that is my thought process is well I guess okay never mind never mind four I'm I'm good with the four because I'm you're thinking gonna talk about, yourself out of it <laughs> no 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 because I'm thinking about how I like I like Corviknight more and I was just thinking of like my placement of Rookie D but I I like Floatzel I think more than Rookie D yes I agree I like Floatzel better than Rookie D Corviknight's gonna kick the crap out of Floatzel when he shows up but yeah Corviknight's so cool <laughs> <laughs> but for now I agree I like him better than Rookie D. Uh, I would. I was probably going to say a three point five myself. So averaging that out, it would be closer to four. So he's going to get a four in our, uh, in our rankings. The question is now, above or below Rockruff? Yeah. So that's the thing for me is I really like Rockruff, but we had this discussion where we don't personally love don't love Lycanroc. Rock. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you're going by that particular statistic, especially when it comes to like, do what. I would probably say below. Like I would That's put Rock Rough below because yeah, if you're because going by Floatzel, we like better. We, we like him as much. As, I like Weasel and Floatzel more, I think, than I like Rock Rough and. Well, then I think um, I think it's pretty safe to say that we have a new number one, much to Harry's chagrin. I was gonna say this is all <laughs> to just throw shade at Harry. Harry, Harry says, we love you. Harry says Floatzel is ugly. <laughs> well, and guess also what? that its defenses aren't able to keep it alive for very long. And he's he's not wrong. It does not have great defensive stats. So, so, so but it's, fast, it's okay because it strikes first. And as we talked yeah. about, if you get the type matchup, if and you've you get seen the hit Cobra first, Kai, you understand. No mercy. Okay, well, so yeah, then we have I, a, a I new like number it one, number, right? The new number one. The new number one, Floatzel. This is a dark horse candidate, guys. <laughs> I did not expect this. Yeah, I should have remembered Fee's love for otters. Because <laughs> that would have informed the decision. Oh yeah, this is you know gonna go up there pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> that we got floats. You did this as the number one. <laughs> we have a, a, a venom unfit snake in the chat. Says Fee is literally an Oshawott. Which did you see the gift that Harry sent? <laughs> no, let me take a it's look. At you're that. breaking my heart, Padme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Harry, you will be on one of our episodes soon, and you can voice You'll get your, you can voice your uh, protest at that time against yeah. Floatzel as the number one. Because guess what? <laughs> I'm the ghost right now. I'm I'm the ghost. I'm the you're, guest. You're the ghost. The ghost. <laughs> <laughs> our co-host ghost. <laughs> This decision is going to haunt us. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that horrible pun is a great place for us to wrap up for the week. So uh, first, uh, I want to ask Fee again uh, to you know tell us where people can follow you. Promote yourself. Promote myself. Okay, well, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash I actually just got a computer two days ago. What, what? Um, so I can actually play games. Woohoo! <laughs> because I wasn't able to beforehand. So we'll be doing that this week. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at youtube slash point in progress. Um, where we, it's five friends talking about really nerdy stuff. Um, and essentially everything that we're really interested in in the week. And with some hot takes or pitches where we talk about things that we love. Or a and... lot of Pokemon Shade. And apparently, I'm going to have to. <laughs> but not from again. Fee. Not from Fee. No, I yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. I specifically said, I love Pokemon. They just need to fix some stuff. But um, you can find me there. Um, and if you want to read the transcripts, we make them every week. Um, and I'm also on the penultimate conquest for the cross media podcast, where we're currently talking about the. Final season of Attack on Titan. There's only three episodes left, and two of them are airing tomorrow. So, woo! <laughs> mental, like mental health? Question mark. Um, <laughs> if you watch Attack on Titan, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, you'll you'll find me there. And this week on Wednesday, I'm going to be talking about the spring season of anime and everything that's coming out and what I'm excited for. Yeah. So there's a lot of fee content out there. If you want more fee, it is, it is out there. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, I'm Jeff Grizz Ulrich. You're, if you're watching on Twitch, you're already aware that I'm on at good game Grizz. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at good game Grizz or on Twitter at good game Grizz. I would love for you to do that so that you'll be aware when I'm streaming games. Of course, I'm still continuing my Pokemon Nuzlocke, uh, you know, Pokemon sword Nuzlocke. So uh, that's been a lot of fun. I would love to get more people in chat so that they can help name the Pokemon as I catch them. Uh, and Dustin, what do you got going on? Um, I don't have a whole lot going on right now. I will promote my Twitch as well. It's D Danger 10. Um, I am trying to do pack openings when I can. Like I said earlier, I did one on my birthday and that's when I pulled the Charizard. We uploaded that video as well too, to the Pocket Monsters YouTube channel. Um, it's hard to do it right now because Pokemon cards are hard to get a hold of, so that's going to be more few and far between. Um, I am trying to play through the Resident Evil games before 8 comes out. It's really hard at this point, having free time, and 8 is just... It's real soon. It's real barreling towards out. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to do that. I don't know if I'm going to do... I've been trying to stream on Sundays, but tomorrow I have the daunting task ahead of me of watching the Snyder cut. So there's that that I have to do all day. So, but yeah, if you follow me on um, Twitch, I will try and get, do some more resident evil streams recently or in the coming future. Well, and speaking of Pokemon cards, Dustin and I are going to open some packs here after uh, we're done recording the actual podcast here. So if you want to watch that, we're, we're doing which, that. 
which I guess the last thing I should have said was also follow us on Twitter at Podkit Monsters because oh, yes. we really do want to get uh, get more followers on that. And that way people can let us know if they want to be on the show as well. Um, it's a great resource. You can just DM the page directly. Both Jeff and I have access to it so we can respond and try to schedule people out for that. And we would love more co-hosts that are excited. And ideas about, too. And, oh yeah. If you have ideas for the show, we, we just yeah, let us know. We would we're love very excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, I, uh, I don't know that we have a guest lined up for next week, but I know that the week after that uh, we have one Will Beeman of the Cantina Conversations is going to be joining us. Uh, Will is a, a Star Wars podcaster, but also a very avid Pokemon card collector yep. at this time. He is super into it. We uh, just send pictures back and forth <laughs> to each other of what we get. So, <laughs> so that, that'll be fun. I will, we will undoubtedly be talking Pokemon cards at least for a little bit of that episode. Uh, but for next week, uh, we'll, we look forward to seeing you guys again. And uh, thank you, Fee, again for joining us. I hope you yeah, had a good time. You. Oh, I had a blast. <laughs> a blast toys. I'm going to end it on that pun. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone.